Hi, welcome to Scattered. We're a group of friends from the same church who are serving God in different countries and we're meeting online to chat through books of the Bible, chapter by chapter. We'd love you to join us. Hi everybody, welcome to Scattered. Um, We are looking at the next bit of Timothy today, which is 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 11 to 16. So Paul has been encouraging Timothy um, in his godliness because obviously as a as a leader, Timothy needs to be watching his own walk uh, in order to be leading well in that church. So we're kind of continuing on that theme today um, as we come to verse 11. So in this passage, if you read it, you can kind of see a, a list of things that Paul is encouraging Timothy to do. Um, let's look at some of these instructions and think about why why would Paul be writing to Timothy t- to say these things? So yeah, can one of you pick up kind of towards the beginning of the passage? Yeah, sure. So I was quite struck in verses 11 and 12 with the contrasts because in verse 11, it's almost quite military language, isn't it? Command and teach these things and the sort of a seriousness to the authority with which Timothy as the church leader needs to be instructing people in truth and that I think is a contrast with at the beginning of chapter four where we had the false teachers that were leading people to depart from the faith but then I I really loved them when it goes on to let no one despise you because of your youth but and I underlined that in a very pink pen in my bible um just the focus on his example and that his example it's not that it's just authoritative leadership but it's servant leadership where your life um, commends what you're teaching. Um, And yeah, I just thought that was, that's just really beautiful, isn't it? That it's not, you must do this, but the the leadership is servant leadership of look at my life. Why do you think Paul needs to say that to Timothy? Like, don't let anyone look down on you because you were young. Why do you think he thought that was important to say? I think um, Timothy was young, so he's, I think some people think he is late 20s or um, mid to early 30s. And in those days, like an overseer and elder would have been someone who was much older. Um, Paul would have been over 60 at this point. And so he is young to be leading the people and so that's why he's sort of saying like you don't need to worry about your youth but instead show that your life is in fitting with what the word says so your conduct I love those words that he uses conduct your love in spirit in faith in purity they're all such um yeah just like beautiful words which aren't necessarily saying like oh show me that you've memorized the scriptures it's actually showing showing the people that he's living out the truth in a loving way and yeah in a way that's faithful to god and i think the contrast is really stark isn't it with the beginning of chapter four where the false teachers are insincere liars their conscience is seared and so i think we're supposed to see that contrast really clearly that um, actually one way to know um, who's teaching the truth is by are they 
consistent? You know, is it is are there is their life consistent? Because yeah, it, it was almost like the false teachers didn't even really believe what they were telling people. And so of course mm-hmm. their lives didn't match it because they didn't really believe it. But actually for Timothy to live out the truth that he's teaching is such a strong testimony, isn't it? Yeah, I imagine the temptation for Timothy would be to feel insecure as a result of um, people saying things like, oh, you're only young, you know, feeling a bit patronised and therefore being tempted to bash them with like, this is my great theology or I'm going to teach the best or I'm going to, you know, say the best things and be the best leader or whatever. And Paul's like, no, don't worry about those things if you walk well if your walk by all accounts is beautiful then people will be drawn drawn to the words and actually to the word I actually think this is a an overarching theme for this whole thing isn't it I wonder if some of the other things that we're about to look at are because Paul's like this is how to do that um so should we look at some of those Yeah, I guess in in verse 13, there's a really strong emphasis, isn't it, on where his authority comes from. And it's not in his gifts or his age or anything about him, but it's in scripture. And so I guess this little section is looking at how what your focuses should be when you gather. Um, and it's devoting yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And so actually, if your authority isn't, in, it's not in Timothy, is it? But it's in the scripture. And so if that's where you're pointing people, then again, I think that helps him with the whole age issue because he's got such a clear authority in scripture. Cool. Um, what else is in this section? Um, so in verse 14, he um, goes on to tell him and encourage him. Well, he command him, do not neglect uh, the gift that has been given to you and um he kind of outlines it but that this gift was given by the prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on him and he mentions this gift previously as well and in other letters and it's not quite sure what that gift was but it was definitely a gift that was there for him to benefit the church and to um as a ministerial ministerial gift um that he had and so yeah it's something that like it it by him saying that it is possible that he could neglect that gift and so he's encouraging him to use it and um yeah just to let god work through the gifts that he's given him i loved in this verse though the fact that it's not that Timothy's so not a self-appointed, look at me, look at the gifts God has given me. Well, actually, you see really clearly, don't you, that other people prophesied over him and affirmed that he had a gift. And then there was some sort of official ceremony where elders laid their hands on him. And so there was a definite sense that his gift was seen and really recognised by the wider church. And his so, again, his authority isn't that young little upstart, but it's, do you remember Timothy, who we we saw this gift in, God confirmed that to us as a group, and then we laid our hands on him. And so there's a sense in which he can look back to those things as well, can't he, when he's tempted to neglect it or to not use it, in that in God's kindness, 
because ministry is hard isn't it and there's times I think where you are doubting do I have the gift is this is this really what God's got for my life and so actually God give us, gives us other things like little stones from the like using Old Testament language to look back at and remember yeah when I was reading that and again because we've already Paul has already once mentioned in 1 Timothy hasn't he this this kind of laying on hands and this gift or prophecy that was made about um Timothy and I just wonder I don't know but I wonder if it was a bit of a surprise to Timothy himself that he would be given such a huge responsibility as such a young guy I just wonder whether Paul just needs to keep reminding him yes you don't feel like you can do this but remember everybody else it wasn't just you receiving this kind of message from God this is yeah this is amongst everybody and everyone heard that and so keep going like don't under estimate what god has said um yeah it, i i feel for timothy i don't know whether you guys have ever found yourselves in positions when you're like i just can't do this um and then just being reminded that this isn't just from you is really helpful <laughs> um is there anything else from uh kind of 15 16 that paul is kind of instructing timothy to do I guess a little bit like Juliet implied, you know, he's got the gift, but he's actually got to be really active with it. And so there's really active words in this section, aren't there? Practice, immerse yourself, um, progress, keep a close watch, persist. So all this section has got really active words um, that encourage Timothy to keep going and not to sit back and think, oh, so I guess we all have good days and bad days, don't we? And yeah, the self-doubt that Mary talked about is real, but equally there could be days where he's tempted to sit back and think, I've got the gift, I don't need to do anything with it. But almost Paul's asking him to be really diligent in working hard to use the gift that God's given him. Yeah, there's that word progress, isn't there? Like our people around us, seeing our progress are people around us seeing that we're growing um do we have people in our lives who are helping us in these areas to um to be like what is i do you know i actually cringe when people are like what are your giftings you know have you done a gifting questionnaire or whatever but actually maybe I too far go the other way and actually it's good for us to be encouraging each other in our gifts like what has God gifted you in and are you growing in that are you using it um not in a legalistic way but just in a this is this is really important for the God's kingdom kind of way um yeah I find that challenging um what yeah, kind of gift are we I, sorry I, Julia yeah I'm like along those lines I think also, it's helpful, it's really helpful to think of our strengths as gifts as well, because it it actually detracts from us, but it gives God the glory. And I think Paul often says, you know, that all the things that he has has been given to him from God. And so actually, um, I think the danger with saying, oh, I don't think I have any gifts is that actually you're using that opportunity to give God the glory for giving you maybe a gift that you could use amongst um, the body or um, to encourage others. And so, yeah, I think it's a helpful way to look at things that what has God given you um, 
because he's he's helped us to be born in in certain places and you know all our whatever education we've had that's all a gift from him and so yeah i think i think the what we should be running to do is to give him the glory yeah and it's really helpful isn't it to reframe things in that way because yeah, you're, if you're an extrovert I and mean, you find people easy, you've not worked hard for that, have you? It, it is just a gift. It's just the way you were created and you were born with that gift. And so I think it can be really freeing, can't it, to point that as um, something to give glory to God for rather than, because mm. I think the danger is we, we often compare gifts and think, oh, that one's better or I wish I had that. Whereas actually looking at who God's made us to be and the gifts he's given us, gives us the freedom then to to walk into that those things and we're really different aren't we but that's the whole beauty of the body yeah I think Jesus is really clear on it isn't it in in his parables about burying your what is it burying your shekels or like you know actually talents that's it burying your talents and I don't know where I got shekels from (laughs) Um, well, it's funny, I think then <laughs> good. Um, you know, not bearing them but using them. Um, you know, he has given you this thing, it's an investment, and therefore it's our duty. I guess duty is not the right word, it's our responsibility to use them well. Joy, um, it's our joy to use them well. My joy, it's my joy. Um yeah, what kind of gifts are we talking about here? Because obviously um, for Timothy, it was gifts to do with leading this church, but obviously not all of us um, are, have those particular gifts. What kind of other gifts do you think could be to the mix here for us or people listening to this? Well, I look at you, Mary, and I think you've definitely got creative gifts that I do not have. And actually the way you use those to... Um, yeah you know the scripture paintings you do and all that is a such a good way that you use your gifts for God's glory so yeah that's one that springs to mind like you've been created creative haven't you in a very different way to me and so you you use that and you know even what you're doing at the minute and going on a course that develops a different creative side of your gifting to be able to use that for God's glory where you are is brilliant isn't it because you enjoy it but it's a gift that God's given you thanks just let me go and vomit into a bag <laughs> thank you we need to be better at picking up each other's gifts I think I think that's the benefit of being surrounded by Americans <laughs> that they're very good at encouraging your gifts and uh, helping you identify them and and yeah just giving God thanks for them. Yeah, I feel like we are so cringy in the UK. We're so bad at being like, you're doing this really well. Like Jill, right back at you. You have really solid teaching gifts and a really good way of expressing things. She's just gagging into the camera. Um, Yeah, I look forward to seeing you progressing in that and developing that gift obviously hospitality and all of those things as well but yeah 
Well, and I, I think the thing I really appreciate about Judith, uh, Juliet, especially on this podcast, is her detail, like the way her mind, she just, her mind's just so detail focused in a way that mine isn't. So I feel like I've done a lot of work on a passage and I've studied it really hard. And then Juliet comes out with the Greek, the detail, just so much background stuff. So like my mind just doesn't work like that, but I'm really grateful that Juliet does. And so she's all about the detail. Mm, yeah wow you really okay, have the gift of encouragement break. there jill <laughs> let's okay, just let's break up this, uh, let's just break up this vomit fest because i think all of us are looking super uncomfortable why are we bad at it maybe it's pride um you know maybe this week we should look at the people around us and encourage them in their gifts maybe that can be our ask homework for everybody this week um, I think I think um, in my observation, because I've been learning a bit more about British culture, I think one way that <laughs> um, British people can really encourage each other really well is they write letters or like cards with these kind of things on them, because it's easier to write it down and give it to someone than say it. Because like, um, if you're not in the practice of saying it from when you were a child within your family, then it's really hard as an adult to learn how to say these things. And it doesn't mm. feel natural because culturally that's not like the done thing. But actually, if you write like a note or a letter, then it's more like acceptable. Yeah, I had, a, good, I had a friend at um, university and he was, you know, he was a third culture kid, but at every birthday, he really took that opportunity in the birthday card to write a thoughtful, encouraging, you know, and it was just a paragraph, but it was more than happy birthday, love from Andy. It was, this is what I really appreciate about you. I really see God's gift to you in this way. And it was so encouraging. And I just was like, that's such a good use of the birthday card, isn't it? Which can just be a total waste of paper. Um yeah, so he, I learned a lot from him because he was so good at just deliberately taking an extra 10 minutes and writing something thoughtful and encouraging. Forward to my crisp card, Jill. Can't wait. I'm going to start crafting it right now, Mary. Yeah, you should. It's going to be such a long list that you might need to. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so at the end of this passage, <clears throat> so verse 16 says, watch your life and doc doctrine closely I think that's key we'll look at that in a minute but it talks about if you you know if you persevere if you persevere in these things you will save both yourself and your hearers what do you think Paul means by that I mean do you think he's saying that you know by Timothy doing these things he'll actually save people or what I think it means that there's a lot at stake and actually doing ministry in a faithful and true way, as opposed to the false teachers, because the false teachers, the contrast again, is they led people away from the faith and people rejected their faith and abandoned it because of the false teachers. And so I think it's, it, no, I, obviously, I hope it's obvious. We don't think it's God that saves and it's God that keeps people and it's God that um, maintains people. But actually, there is a really crucial role, isn't there, for the local church in keeping feeding people truth and keeping people um, rooted and grounded in that truth. Mm. So I think 
it's it's it is quite controversially written isn't it but that that i think is because paul realizes the stakes are high and ultimately god saves but the role of good ministry keeps people going doesn't it and feeds them mm. yeah juliet's going to give a lot more detail than to know come on juliet you took it <laughs> well, I didn't look at any Greek this week. I was <laughs> going to say that at the beginning. <laughs> but I think you did you mention like the save him is not necessarily like it's not in terms of salvation, but in terms of like a continuing a perseverance in the faith. Um, cool. So just kind of tying this passage in with the rest of Timothy. Um how does it I guess tie together the book's emphases so far because obviously we're getting to the end of uh chapter four now and if you're anything like me you can't even remember chapter one so how does this um that's okay Juliet don't worry um how does this bit like that we're looking at today tie in with the rest of the book so I think um most of the book has talked about our doctrine and our life um, being in line. So knowledge of the truth and also just the, how we live our lives as both being equally important. And I think we can see that clearly in this passage again and again. It's not just what he knows, but how he lives his life. And that's important for us in our perseverance and um so for us to know in depth the truth and to live it out in our lives and this passage to me just had the feel of like the older brother paul putting his hand on timothy's shoulder and just encouraging him to keep keep going keep going this is hard i see that but god's called you and he's given you all that you need to keep going so yeah, I think this is quite a warm personal encouragement to Timothy to keep going, but it it the it's beautifully relevant, isn't it, to all of us seeking to be faithful to what God's called us to. And it's kind of there isn't it, in verse 16, your life and doctrine closely. I feel like that could be a, an overarching statement for this book. You're right, Jill. I love the gentleness of Paul in this. Like He's encouraging to Timothy and he's kind to Timothy and um, gentle with Timothy, but also he encourages Timothy to carry on going, doesn't he? he? I think sometimes the temptation when someone's going through a difficult time is to, you know, tell them to get out of there or to stop or to give up. Um, and sometimes that's the right thing to do, but it seems like in this case, Paul thinks that Timothy should carry on and Timothy maybe needs that encouragement and it reminded me of when Peter had messed up you know he denied Jesus and then he sees Jesus after his resurrection and Jesus says to him do you love me and then he says feed my sheep like it's a kind of restoration and it's a sending out the same as when um, Elijah after the prophets thing uh, prophets of Baal incident and he's you know really struggling because Jezebel's chasing him and um, and God kind of ministers to him and he finds uh, you know he feeds him and he uh, speaks to him but he sends him out again um, 
and yeah, I guess sometimes it's it's not always that we want to encourage our friends to um, stop and, and give up, but that we want to gently encourage them to carry on. And um, yeah, I see. I think we see that here. Like, are there people in our lives who are struggling at the moment? How can we encourage them, but also how can we help them to carry on, sort of stand by them? Um, yeah. So, uh, you guys, thanks for persevering with any connection issues we've had. Um, and yeah, I guess next week we're on to chapter five. Is that the last chapter? Let's see. No, I think no. Six yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep going. So yeah, we'll we'll carry on next week in chapter five. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.